chapter 10, Keeping Balance in Prayer. And especially when it comes to one of the two basic meanings of prayer, the answer. The Greek subjunctive mood verbs do not express it will or shall be done like future tense verbs do. The name Jesus in this Philippians 2.10 verse that is right now in this time period cannot force every knee to bow, but that it is possible or might happen. And of course, first of all, the reason is, is because this power of choice. We can see by the grammar here, it would affect how we see and should see people in salvation also. I can tell you by the word of God that not all shall be saved. And it is not because God doesn't want them saved. And it's not because he didn't pay the price for all to be saved. I have read the book of Revelation till the end, but all might be saved if they repent and believe the gospel truth. But as the book of Timothy states, not all men have faith, or literally are of the faith. But what we have seen grammar does and should affect how we see God's word. This grammar idea would affect soundness in your life of prayer. That being said, there is a second thought here also. The authority which you have to get answers in prayer might also be affected by how God has said in his word how the prayer works in relationship to you yourself and with others. The authority you have yourself can be likened to a sphere around you. We will call it your personal sphere. This is first and foremost the sphere which every one of us uses for themselves personally. And this thought of this authority which the Christian has in God lives in the grammar of Mark 11:24. Every person, they themselves, by themselves with God, they themselves can believe and believe by God's word they have received something from God and thank him into the future after they release their faith, that is their heart faith in prayer, and they shall obtain it. But dealing with certain kinds of prayers which need someone's cooperation or someone's will, faith, or love to be involved, let's say, for example, the prayer of faith and agreement between two or three believers. This secondly would require that all who release their faith do so together and in unity. Thus the thought agreement really means one sound. This we will call the second sphere around your first sphere. This would be of all of your immediate family, husbands, wives, children, but also could be church people who have some kind of relationship with each other. And after this second sphere, generally speaking, would be everyone else after that. That being everyone outside of you and your family and your relationships. Barring God's Holy Spirit intervening with his power alone, which on occasion may seem to break the prayer rules or expand prayer rules of function, when we look at certain passages of the Word of God, remember to look at the words and look at their grammar. Notice again Ephesians 1.17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. This is a very good example of a type of supplication, and there can be different shades or aspects of supplications as we've already seen. We have seen that supplications are a progressive type of prayer. They also at times are as one pleading. Supplications in this Ephesians 1, 16 through 19 can be prayed over and over again for a person. But we need to look a little closer at the grammar too. As in other verses of prayer, Mark eleven twenty four has certain rules because of the grammar which God's word has there. 
Here in Ephesians 1.17, did you notice the statement, may give to you the spirit of? You can see in this verse that the grammar here states may give in English. This supplicational pleading with God to give the Christian a spiritual quality, and again, there is to some degree a dependence factor about supplications. That being without God giving or imparting something, the person who needs what God could give them will not obtain it. In the Greek text which stands beneath the 17th verse, it would look like this, doe human pneuma. The first word is the aorist active subjunctive verb again. We see this subjunctive verb mood. It would be translated, he might give. And the next two words are, you all a spirit of. The thought here about the grammar would mean, it is possible for this to happen based on some kind of condition. You can see why it would take some repetitive prayer by the person praying or supplicating if it doesn't happen immediately or after the first time prayed. Of course, part of this, a spirit of, again, is a conditional thought. The person who you would want to have this spiritual quality, and that being in their human spirit, that could be given by God, they would have to yield to God and choose to let him give it to them. God cannot force his will on someone, or in this case, into someone. Secondly, some people receive slower than others, and vice versa. But the person praying this supplication would have to be very patient and persevering, because by this grammar here, there is some kind of condition to be met, or some kind of condition as it being given, may give. And as we have seen, grammar does and can affect prayer here, or at least should inform us that there is this situation, that God might give it to them, but he does not tell us in this verse the conditions or circumstances which lays around the prayer for the imparting of the wisdom or revelation to the person, or why it is not happening right away. Patience and perseverance are fruit of the Spirit, and also would be soundness factors in a Christian's life, and in this case, their life of prayer. Many people and them receiving from God, at least to some degree, are based upon the power of choice of the receiver, and surely to some extent their level of maturity. Not even speaking about dealing with the wisdom and revelation, of course, which most of the time comes from reading or meditating in God's Word. Notice as it says, Ephesians 3, 4, and if the first Thessalonians 5, 27, and Colossians 4, 16, and 1 Timothy 4.13. If we would look at the supplication written in Ephesians 6.18, for example, we would see this, Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching for this purpose with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Did you see the statement of supplication and the thought of perseverance? If God placed this idea of the need of spiritual quality of perseverance in relationship to prayer in this verse, this verse then tells us there are qualities which we have to have that is being functional in our lives, or at least to be developed in our lives, to pray supplications for someone. Why? Again, God cannot take away the Christian's choice, and then spiritual things come line upon line. It takes time for God to work in someone to be willing, and it takes time for God to get some things over to people so that they can put them into practice, thus watching or being alert and persevering in supplication for these saints. It is very possible that we, the Christian, who are praying are too impatient and not persevering enough to really affect the people we are supplicating for. And in this fast-paced, fast-food world we live in, 
which produces impatience, you could see again how the devil might be hindering prayer. From what you just saw, not all types of prayer are instantly answered, but we have seen that grammar, that is, in God's written word, needs to be looked at and meditated upon to really see its force in the context which is being expressed, and also how it affects our part in prayer. We do really need to affect and help the people we pray for, or it is very possible in this kind of situation, at least here in supplication, that we will give up on praying before God gets the revelation of his word over to these people. If we are not persevering, that is, we surely should see that the fruit of the Spirit could and would affect the effectiveness of prayer, and that balanced or being sound in our beliefs in God. Can you imagine Jesus being impatient in the garden when he was praying his prayer of submission those three times, not just once, when he was seeking whether he should drink the cup of death or not? We might not have salvation right now if he would have been like our modern church world. Christians need to develop the fruit of the Spirit to be balanced. We need to exercise tolerance with each other because we are all at different places of maturity with God and also to be patient with others' outcomes in their lives that they are personally experiencing. We should be persevering in the practices of our lives. Preparing to pray, we have seen, requires the person who will pray to grow in these fruit qualities, that is, in these balanced, sound qualities. We cannot just say, well, I never have been a patient person. I've never been a real loving, caring person. I've never been a persevering kind of person. And yes, you were lost and going to hell too, but God. And with the new birth in us, we can do all things, yes? There is a key phrase I feel should be for our Christian era of this time period. Slow down, O church world, in the ways of distraction, in the ways of worldly involvement. Be still and stand in the joy of just possessing Jesus and salvation, and be always ready to push forward to keep our stand when the world pushes at you to walk away. Balance the small differences. 1 Corinthians 14.13 Therefore let him that speaks in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Balance many times are just small things, which affect areas of being accurate or may direct us to stop some kind of un- or misdirected emphasis. So far, we have looked at prayer right now over many chapters, and from many different angles, you might say. Here in this 14th chapter, in the 13th verse, prayer is being spoken of from two different views. In the Greek text which lays beneath this verse, it would look like this. Di, ha, halalom, glosse, prosukesto, hina, iarmenue on account of which the one uttering in a tongue let him keep on praying that he might continue interpreting. This is a command. This may be seen to be a very small thing of balance. I think we need to ponder it for a moment. From this text here in 1 Corinthians, a person who is filled with the Holy Spirit's power, enabling them to utter in tongues, which would not be their or our normal language or speech, are directed by the written word of God, which here is present tense command, to continue to keep, or that is, to continue to pray that they might interpret what they are speaking. And by this literal translation, it is stating that whenever this situation could happen in a church person's life while in a church service, and of course, again, contextually speaking, the thought here is in a church or in a church service, with the intended result to bring forth edification, so to build up others when we are gathered together. But in reference to prayer, by this verse, if I, for example, am uttering, or as you could say, 
praying in tongues, and I am commanded to pray to interpret, why does it not say, keep on praying in tongues until the interpretation comes? Or stop and pause waiting for the forthcoming interpretation, the small things of balance. Might it be that I am the one that is, I am choosing to speak in tongues, and not God choosing for me to move or moving me to utter in tongues in a church gathering? Which, of course, if God was moving me to speak out in tongues, would not the resulting idea in God just also cause the giving forth of the interpretation to me or someone else there? Or at least the interpretation of uttered tongues at the end of the uttering? Oh, doesn't that sound like kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues? And these two are manifestations of the Spirit which are listed in 1 Corinthians in the 12th chapter. But the 14th chapter and the 13th verse tells us the one uttering in tongues that one is commanded to pray to interpret. And from a grammar sense, it literally says might interpret. If I have to pray to get the interpretation, first by that idea, if the interpretation of uttering in tongues is not automatically coming afterwards. And also, if I have to pray to get the answer, or interpretation to my uttering out in tongues, what am I really doing in tongues there? And why am I being commanded to pray so that the interpretation will be come to me? Am I praying, or am I just praying every time when I'm speaking in tongues? 